O Lord, open my lips. And my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. Praise to you, O Christ. Alleluia. You may be seated. The reading is on the back of your bulletin. It's from Luke chapter 2, verse 41 through 52. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now, so it was, that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. This is God's word. Our hymn is on your grace sheet to the name of our salvation. To the name of our salvation, Lord and honor let us pay, which for many a generation hid in God's foreknowledge lay. But with holy exultation we may sing aloud today. Jesus is the name we treasure, Name beyond what words can tell. Name of gladness, name of pleasure, Ear and heart delighting well. Name of sweetness, passing measure, Saving us from sin and hell. Tis the name of adoration, Tis the name of victory, 
Tis the name for meditation in this veil of misery. Tis the name for veneration by the citizens on high. Tis the name that whoso preacheth speaks like music to the ears. Who in prayer this name beseeches, sweetest comfort findeth near. Who with perfect wisdom reacheth, heavenly joy possesses here. Jesus is the name prevailing over every name by right. At this name in terror quailing, powers of hell are put to flight. God in mercy never failing, saves us by this name of might. Therefore we in love adoring, this most blessed name we fear. Holy Jesus, the imploring, so to write it in us here, that hereafter heavenward soaring, we may sing with angels there. Amen. In our text, Jesus is 12 years old. Where is he going? Going to celebrate the Passover. Uh, you go to the temple in Jerusalem, and so that's where they're going. Uh, it's according with the law that people are to come uh, for the three main feasts that they have. Passover was one of those. It says, his parents went, how often? Every year. Every year. What does that tell you? What? They were devout. They, were devout. they followed God's word. They taught their child uh, Jesus uh, concerning this. Joseph uh, is told to take Mary as his wife um, and is told that he is to name the child Jesus. Joseph also has become the guardian uh, of this holy family, if you will, and he is making sure that things happen as they should. Uh, the head of the household is taking them to Jerusalem because that's what you do when you are a Jew and you believe in the God of our salvation. And so they go up to uh, the feast of the Passover. It was not simply a matter of a meal. Uh, it was a seven-day festival. And so when you went there, there were several things that you did. Often you spent some time in the temple. Uh, and when it says in the temple, we're actually talking about the temple courts. That was a common way of speaking, in which there would be priests or rabbis that would uh, have teaching sessions, especially with uh, this influx of uh, travelers who had come. 
And so they came, they did uh, according to the custom, all that needed to happen, they celebrated the Passover. Verse 43, when they had finished, they returned. However, Jesus stays behind. Hmm, how could Jesus stay behind? Did he ask his parents? Can I stick around? Nope. Oh. What goes on? There's a lot of people, and they probably weren't traveling alone, so they may have just assumed he was with some other people, and he's a teenager, and probably with the other kids. Yep. Very well. Um, do we know exactly? No, but we do have the account where it, in effect, tells us that they assumed that he was with friends and relatives. How this works out, uh, some uh, church fathers, I don't know if they know or not, but said often they would travel, the men together, the women together. <laughs> I thought, you know, 12 is about the age that you uh, start taking your place in society. Uh, you're considered. Uh, and so at this point, you know, he's still, well, he could be with his dad, he could even be with his mom and, and, and with the the children went with the moms and, and all. How did this all work out? I don't know. But they get a day's journey away and they search for him and can't find him. It's too late. You have to spend the night. They travel back to Jerusalem. Uh, it takes another day to get back. Still can't find him. Spend the night and now it's the third day and they are looking for him. Hmm. What about losing Jesus? Kind of felt like they really messed up. Yeah. You ever lost a kid? God gave you his child, and what? We don't know where he is. Um, yes. You know the horror of losing your own child, losing God's child. I, we laugh now, but I, it is just, I, and, and did they lose him for an hour? You know, he's in the other aisle of, of Walmart. No, they lost him for three days. They lost him in another town. <laughs> You know, my, my parents left, left my sister at the grocery store one time, you know. Um, no, what? Um, let's go, let's take that on just a little bit further. When, when, when we actually get to where he is, what do we have Mary saying? Why have you done this to us? Who do you blame? Well, God, of course. It's Jesus. They know he's God. They, what do they do? They blame him, right? Um, now, why have you done this? Your father and I are saw you anxiously. We are at our wit's end. We are. Look, don't you see the condition that we are in? 
did God not know the condition they were in? I think he knew. Um, hmm. Yes. It's time for me to stay here and learn. Yeah, I would think that as well. Um, therefore, it's my opinion that, like Samuel and some others, that Jesus said, I'm 12 years old. This is the time that I take my place in society. We come up every time. This is the point at which you're leaving me here at the temple. It's time for me to begin my work on behalf of the world. And so Jesus says, great. You're taking me to college. You're dropping me off. Now, did they understand that? I guess they didn't. But I think this is his particular, of course, this is the situation. If that is the situation, and again, we know that Jesus is not being disobedient. We know he has done nothing wrong. He's the sinless son of God. And, and so, can there be a misunderstanding? Absolutely. What about Mary? Has she sinned in losing Jesus? No. No. Has Joseph sinned? No. I'm sure they sinned somewhere. Well, okay, they did <laughs> sin. In this particular matter, you know, um, what do we do? Yeah, we make a mistake in judgment. And what, you know, is this a sin? I, I don't think so. And yet when Mary comes back, she says, God, you did this. And God, you caused all of this anxiety and all of that, and it has been this long and wedding. Um, what do you think, Karen? Well, it may not be that this is a particular sin, but it's all because of our sinful nature. Right? Well, you know. Um, what do we learn of this? Always make sure you make your children along. <laughs> Checkpoint. Make sure your child is along. Yes. You know, I can see the sermon series going that way, but it's not supposed to. It's kind of like Job, actually. Jesus. It's what? No, I don't think it's different at all. I think there's times at which um, does God allow anxiety, suffering, disease, pain, uh, um, mistakes in judgment, in what, absolutely. Um, why does he do this? What? So we come back to him. So we trust in him, obviously, and that is the ultimate no matter what. There are other times that he's also teaching us a lesson. I think maybe to draw attention to the fact that Jesus, since he is the son of God, since he is going to be dying for the sins of the world, his, he does need to go about his work. He does need to grow in wisdom and knowledge and um, understanding of God's word. And that is his it maybe is not the answer to this question, but we can keep coming back to that question and maybe we can get an answer. But to say that Jesus is concerned with his vocation, 
He is concerned with his job. Does he know who he is? Absolutely. He knows exactly who he is. He has been taught, even by Mary and Joseph, who he is. And so when we talk about the human nature growing in wisdom and instead, he grows in his wisdom and his knowledge of what it means to be the savior of the world. And so Jesus, already at the age of 12, is completely devoted to learning this. You want to go with this? Yeah, but the psychology doesn't work with Jesus. No, I'm saying, though, that they have spent 12 years raising him as a child. Exactly, and has he ever done anything wrong? No, and so has he, I mean, this is the obedient child. This is the one that sets the table. This is... So how, all of a sudden, at age 12, have you decided that this Jesus has completely turned against you, has caused you pain and suffering, and he has, why did you do this to me? He's reminding them of who he is and what he's supposed to do. Right, but I think you and I are hitting the exact same point. My point is this, we do that to God all the time. He has always been good to us. He has never done anything wrong, and yet when suffering comes about, what do we do? We blame him. We go right up to him and say, how dare God could you do this to me? Do you, don't you know what kind of pain I went through? It's, it's unfounded. It's crazy. She's wrong. In fact, what does Jesus say to her? Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Now, it can be translated, be about my father's business. It means the exact same thing. What was Jesus saying? I'm doing what the Father wants. Haven't I always done that? Isn't that always been? You know, if you're going to look for me, where should you have looked? At the temple. In other words, what? I, how is this my fault? <laughs> you know, in the very same way, God says, I created you. I provided for you, I sustained you, I'm still there with you all the time, and, it, and now you're blaming me? Of course not. That is ridiculous. Ultimately, it is that we trust in him. But at other times, he does this so that he teaches us, you didn't need to worry. You didn't need to wonder where I was. Where do I go to find Jesus? I go to God's house. I still today. Where do I go if I want to know what God's doing? If I got something to say to God, this is where I'm going to go. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to go to his word. Um, people, you know, oh, and so-and-so died, and I don't know if they're saved, and so, you know, then I'm going to look in, oh, I saw the sunrise, and it finally taught me that he was. No, I go to God's word. I go to God's word. That's where I have. And so here we have the, the exact same thing. We have uh, uh, Jesus saying, here I am. He is about his work. He is about his vocation. He is about it. He needs to learn. He's 12. When does Jesus start his ministry? 30. What? How long does he have a ministry? Three years. So, Jesus 
let's say, begins his 18 years of study so that he can have his three-year of calling the apostles ministry, which is going to end in his suffering and death, right? We complain when you have to go to the seminary for three years for an 18-year, maybe, I don't know how very long you have. We, we complain what? When God takes some time to teach us something, we go through a year of suffering, disease, or whatever, and God's going to teach. Jesus went through 18 years of, fine, oh, you're not leaving me at the temple? This is not my time to begin? Well, then fine, I'll be obedient to you. And so what does he do? He goes back. He waits 18 years before he begins. That is devotion to duty. And he cares about his duty. Um, yes. And so we have uh, uh, Jesus going about uh, his business. Um, I can't, I'm sorry, I've, I've got to mention the, the crazy song, the Christmas song. I hear it every Christmas. Mary, did you know? Right? Did you know your baby boy was ever married? Did you know he was going to die for the sins of Mary? Did? And the, the implication is that she wouldn't know anything, right? Did she know? Yes. In fact, the song is wrong. She did know every one of those things. The only thing that it doesn't say that she didn't know is included in tonight's text. Mary, did you know that Jesus had to be about his business and be in his father's house? And at this point, we can actually say, no, she didn't know that. Ha! Now she learns. She actually learns where you can find Jesus, where he is always about his father's business. That's what she learns. When we get to verse 50, Jesus responds to them with his words. Didn't you know I had to be about my father's business? Verse 50. What does it say? They didn't understand. <laughs> they left, went back, Jesus went with them, and they didn't understand. Is that a problem? Well, it's whatever they, what always seemed to be the case when you tell people something quite plain, they wouldn't understand it. Right. Did Jesus give them the answer? He did. Yes. Does Jesus give us answers? Yes, all the time. Um, do we understand why he does things? Um, is that okay, that there are mysteries? Um, you know, someone thinks, you know, oh, you're a Christian? If I can ask you a question and you don't know the answer, then your religion is completely gone. No, there's a lot I don't understand. Um, some, because I wasn't at Bible class and they, they, I wouldn't have been taught that. Um, or I missed it, and it was being taught, and I didn't get it. But there's other things that, it's a mystery. I don't understand. I don't know. Um, we're always learning something new. No matter how long we're a Christian, we always have something new to learn. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So we went down. He was subject to them. What did Mary do? She did what she always did. She kept all these things in her heart. She listened. She listened. She grabbed onto the word and she learned it. Did she understand it? No. Um, she said to Jesus, you're just like that preacher. You're always teaching me stuff that I don't need to know. <laughs> Why are you teaching that again? Um, nope, she grabbed it and said, I'm going to remember it. I'm going to hold on. She treasured it in her heart, but she didn't understand it. 
but she treasured it and held on to it. Um, we know because it comes out in Luke's gospel. Was Luke there? How did he get this information? He got it from Mary, who treasured it in her heart. Hmm. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature. We've talked about the human nature of our Savior, in which uh, he is in communication with his divine nature, and yet does not always and fully make use of the knowledge that was there. And so he grows, not only in stature, not only in love towards his neighbor, but also he grows in his understanding through the study of God's word, for the word is taught about him. It said that the people uh, that heard him, listening to him, asking questions, they were astonished. Here is someone who, without a sinful nature, is able to grasp the perfect will of his heavenly Father. In fact, more than that, it says that his parents were amazed, which is kind of uh, uh, one step above astonished. How, how that can be, I, I, I don't know, uh, but it is. We learn, too, then, tonight, uh, that our vocation includes going to hear the word of God, where the word of God is where we receive Jesus, and that's found in his church. Like Mary, we are to treasure those words of salvation that are spoken to us. Questions? Yes, Mary, or Kim, sorry. Yes, there is always what we would call this three days of affliction, wrath, or whatever, and then finally there is the answer, and on the third day comes the answer. So what do we have here? We have this kind of Mary going through this struggling that she has to go through, this trial, and then on the third day, it's always Jesus rises from the dead or, or comes to release. So. I think you're right. Um, it, it surprises us how often that comes up. And, and so it's, it's that little reminder that it's all tied together. It's all tied together. Okay. Prayers this evening? Any special prayers or prayers based upon uh, the text? That is our vocation as children of God, isn't it? Uh, at what point do, can you say, I've been taught enough? You can't. So yes, we'll ask. For a sponsor prayer for catechesis, please stand. Holy God, holy and most gracious Father, you shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant. 
his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. He says, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers, to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper the ungodly are not so but are like the chaff which the wind drives away Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord is the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, we implore you mercifully to receive the prayers of your people who call upon you and grant that they may both perceive and know what things they ought to do, 
and also have grace and power faithfully to fulfill the same. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, help us that we might always be learners of your word, that no matter what afflictions uh, come upon us, uh, that we might continue to trust in you uh, and know that you are working out all things for the good. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. O God, from whom come all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and also that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may live in peace and quietness through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless us, defend us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life.